0: Captain Battelle thinks Captain Pike has better places to be than Bear Creek, Montana. On Ceylon, the seas consist of liquid mercury, and T'Pring asks Spock to marry her. There's a nice necklace in, in it for you, Spock, by the way. <laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome to The Seventh Rule with Sirach Lofton. Hello, hello. I almost didn't get that necklace joke out. Maybe I shouldn't have even tried it, but there was, there was a nice necklace in it for him. I was like, what a deal. Uh, My name is Ryan T. Huss. Today we're doing a review of the series premiere of Strange New Worlds entitled Strange New Worlds, written by Akiva Goldsman, story by Akiva Goldsman, Alex Kurtzman, and Jenny Lumet, directed by Akiva Goldsman. Uh, This episode is brought to you by everybody, melvin s marsh and andreas kronman probably a german name andreas kronman thanks guys and how are you today sirak doing very well very well let's just go ahead and get into it because this is this is the one that everybody's going to tune in for episode one of a new series this is it everybody's like is it good Am I going to like it? What are the characters like? What you know, they have so many questions. So I just want to get one thing out of the way for me personally. Um, as a Star Trek fan, sometimes you get a little excited. You get a little nervous. Is it going to be good? Is it how much am I going to like it? I'm going to support it no matter what. I'm going to like it no matter but what, but how much? Well, I liked this first episode very much. I was very happy with it and it felt very familiar, and it and it felt almost nostalgic. Um, it just—I I didn't really realize how to put into words because I don't want to say it felt very Star Trek, but it did. It, it felt like I was watching kind of a kind of a hybrid between Discovery and old Star Trek, you know, kind of like the, the technology and the visuals and the beautiful effects of Discovery, but with the, the feel and the emotion and the tone of, of old Star Trek that we all know and love. Uh, so I wanted to get that out of the way that I was very happy with the feel and the tone and the delivery and the characters. So much good stuff to talk about. I hope I have enough time to spit it all out. But what did you think, Sirak?
1: Well, you know, I I kind of went into this with uh, no expectations of, of of what I was going to see. I was really uh, open to whatever was going to be there, mm-hmm. and I have to say, this was uh, this was very enjoyable to watch, and the feel as you say for me represented the closest thing i've seen to the feel of an old school star trek show um this felt like i was watching it um a great star trek show the beginnings of a really good star trek show and a lot of that to me is going to be the credit for the lead uh anson mount who's Mm -hmm. playing um captain pike I think he's just so fun to watch and he embodies the coy and clever characteristics that I look for in great leadership in captains uh, on star Trek. And I think that he has those intangibles in his characteristics and and his delivery as a performance as a captain.
0: Yeah. Anson mount uh, people were raving about him during the second season of discovery and they were like we need an, uh, a captain Pike show and all that I wasn't one of them not that I didn't like him it just it, it just didn't jump out of me as hard as it did for other people I was like oh yeah he was great you know so is Lorca so was you know they're all cool you know but some people really gravitated towards them and it seems like you're kind of explaining why and I see it a little bit more now um, there's a there's a a confidence there that all the captains have they it comes out in different ways you know how how it comes out and how they portray themselves you know is always different to each person but they all have that certain comfort in their own skin you know and i think he has that he's not trying too hard to do anything he's very understated at the beginning when he's like space the final frontier he's saying it just very normally very comfortably but yeah i was happy with him too seems like a seems like a great captain
1: yeah i think he's a very good cast i think he's going to be able to carry the show um i see the things that the people thought, thought were the intangible qualities that make him great i see that in his performance i think he has some of the confidence of like chris pines portrayal of a captain. He has yeah. a little bit of the Crispine arrogance to him, but he also has the statesmanship or the elder kind of statesman of, of a more like Kirk, for example, mm-hmm. how we how we know him. But so he has a, a lot of the he's almost like he's got certain elements of this, certain elements of that um, that makes him really great. And There were moments there for example when he over when he did the override on spock's decision on the bridge where spock was like i don't think we should do that and the lieutenant was like i think we should put our shields up and in that very brief moment in which he was faced with a decision to make and he went with the lieutenant's decision showed me the kinds of leadership skills that 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 are required for him to be a captain. I love that
0: small scene there. I thought it was good. Yeah, you know, that's true. He does have a little bit of that Kirk in him in that they play the character fun. Like there's a little glimmer in their eye. There's a little, you know, caution to the wind, a little cowboy in there, you know. Uh, Janeway had that very much as well. And uh, Kate Mulgrew has even in the past said that, she said something to the, to the effect of I did draw inspiration from one of the previous captains. I won't say which one, but we're like, it's pretty obvious, which, <laughs> you know, like, and then I think she eventually did say it was that she played, she, she made a decision. Do I want to play it more like Kirk or more like Picard? And she's decided more like Kirk and it shows uh, Picard was many things, but he was never known as the fun guy, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but Pike, seems like he's going to have that fun guy aspect caution of the wind ah screw it the line take me to your leader was very funny was very good and he's just got that way about him that's just kind of like hey you know don't stress about it too much whatever you know we'll be fine yeah and you um this you always root for the kind of reluctant
1: cowboy the reluctant hero who's out and about who's minding his own business like i don't want any parts of this but you know it th- this kind of a story has been played out you know the the lone Rambo guy you know <laughs> you know we need you back brother you know it's just the last mission that kind of a storyline and we love it i mean it's cliche but we love it as, a, as an audience and i think they did it well in this case with the Bear Creek, Montana. Um shout out to Bill Erickson in in Montana. I'm sure he's happy to get a shout out.
0: Good knowledge.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But yes. And the other thing I like is the um the beginning, the origins of the story. I feel like we're getting I, I like growing with the story from the beginning um in some cases you know they like to throw you in the middle so they open it and you're like in the middle of everything and you're trying to figure out what the hell's going on here right this is like okay this is the beginning we get to see him in action he gets called back into duty he's you know he gets back aboard uh the ship everybody knows him his relationship with spock you know he reaches out to spock Mm -hmm. I love that scene there where he's like, "Are are you naked?" And his his girl's like, "No," but he was
0: about to be. So yes, thanks a lot, man. Vulcan <laughs> ladies are hardcore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <don't mess> with... <laughs> so uh, definitely like the scene. I love the the Vulcan argument that they were having or discussion, if you want to call it yep. a, a date. It, it it was the most logical date you could ever get to. Query, query. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> So I, I just loved it. I thought they just started the introduction of the characters in a very great
0: way. That's exactly where I was going to go with that is that I was very impressed because this is always kind of a, a nitpick of mine or a, you know, something I, I look for. Um, when people or when shows introduce too many characters at once and you don't know who's what, or if all the characters look the same, or all the characters act the same, or, you know, it's just like, we need to know who's what, otherwise we can't really follow the relationships and the storylines. And this show did an A-plus job of introducing everybody bit by bit without forcing it with exposition, because you can take it too far in the other direction, which is like, Captain Pike shows up in their light and he comes in. Who's this? Why? This is Lieutenant whatever. He's the smartest guy in all the fleet. Oh, wow. Who's this? Well, she's the strongest. Like, I'm like, okay, that's (laughs) way, you know, too much exposition, way too on the nose, way too obvious. They did it in a way that was masterful. Everybody got introduced. We understood exactly who everybody was and why, and we got to see a little bit of their personality. We could already pick favorites. We can already say you know who we like and they introduced basically you know eight main characters plus plus Kyle plus Lieutenant Kirk Samuel Kirk plus at the very end we got to see the Enar uh which was the the white Andorian looking guy I believe he's going to be the ninth regular Hammer I think his name is so we're gonna you know and that was great too because then he gets his last second kind of introduction for episode two so i think a plus in introducing us to a new star trek crew which is very exciting and made me very happy and very much looking forward to exploring strange new worlds with this new crew i think it's gonna be really good um and not only that i want to add one more thing that
1: uh kurtzman and these guys have been able to just hit home runs on and that is the set design oh this i mean this set is unbelievable the bridge the the captain's quarters i thought were remarkable he had the Mm -hmm. little bar set up he had the fireplace in there um you wanted to live there I wanted to live there. Yeah, uh, totally. <laughs> like, like, please. And if I, you know, or design my house to look like that because it just, <laughs> it's just it's so pleasing to the eye. Um, so the sets are just remarkable. The The mess hall area, um, they, they showed the, the core reactor area where the, you know, some of the Starfleet were gathered together in the warp core. Um, they showed a few different scenes inside of the ship and the red doors for example the white the white trim the red doors the the lights on the panels everything was just so visually uh immaculate and once again the set designers and the art department just knock it out of the park as far as recreating it's funny because this is supposed to be old star trek but they made it have that new feel even though it's older it's just so yeah i think that's great about it Mm
0: -hmm. yeah it, it kind of in a way when i watched enterprise for the first time i remember thinking i want a show about the formation of the federation and it didn't give us that for the first three seasons it just gave us that in the in the fourth season and we're like finally this is what i kind of wanted and hoped for and. This first episode gave me that same feeling, but I didn't really realize that I longed for it until I saw this new episodic form, you know, Star Trek show with a new crew. That I was like, ah, oh, it's something. I, it's kind of like when you drink water and didn't even realize you were thirsty. You know, I'm like, man, this is good <laughs> stuff. This is what I've been wanting. Mm, I did. Yeah. It's like the uh, that Soul Asylum song. Everybody knows homesick for the home I never had, is what they said. And so it kind of felt like that. It was like, maybe not, who knows. But it just felt like I was yearning for this and didn't realize it until I got it. And then it felt very comfortable, felt very familiar. And I was was very happy with it all around. I'm, I'm excited about every single character, which is not an easy feat to do in the first episode. Every single character is interesting and fun, They didn't throw any exposition at us. They didn't throw any over the top, whatever. It's hard to do all this in one episode. It's hard. And I think they nailed it. Yeah,
1: they did nail it. And the other things that I thought were interesting were the first contact idea, the idea that there were warp signatures had had led to the technology of this other planet. I mean, just different things like that were amazing concepts. Smart. Uh, Very smart. Um, I loved seeing the old tricorder when he, when she said, you're not answering your phone. I love the design and just the way it looked. Um, uh, there were just too many things. Uh, there were a lot of little hints there that I thought were made, made Pike look funny and, and just, you know, clever. And, you know, where he tells the Lieutenant, don't just don't lose my socks, you know, when he's getting binged up, something like that. It's just yeah. like, you know, this is. This is the beginning of this kind of, you know, of these kinds of missions. And so we're getting to see something, you know, the, for example, they talked about the prime directive, and he said, that'll never stick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, you know what it is? I think, I think you, you kind of tapped into what, what this, what this show brought back. I think it's charm. There's like that yeah. old charm of the 60s where it's like, yeah, it was cheesy. Yeah, it was silly, but it was charming. You know, Kirk had that charm. Spock had a different kind of charm. The show itself had its charm. This has that. And Pike, the writers give him these lines, like you mentioned, uh, you know, just don't lose my socks or take me to your leader. Or he said something about like, you know, screw the prime directive, screw general order one, he says. And all of these things... Are charming. It, it makes us go like, "Oh, that's that Pike, you know that or that yeah. that strange new world show." Boy, they're they're cutesy. It's fun. Um, and
1: the other thing that they address in this episode that I thought was very clever for them is that we know where Pike's going to end up, right? Everybody yes. knows Pike's future. They know the end result for Pike, including now, as we can see in the beginning of this episode pike himself knowing where he's going to end up and i thought that would played a very good it's like it's like you know showing your hand and still playing because you know otherwise we all know that the audience already knows this too and so by them acknowledging it mm-hmm. and talking about for example not believing you're going to die is how you get yourself killed right yeah, or totally these kinds of lines the other line was uh, what what good is knowing your future what good is there in knowing your future he said i was asked by a friend that the other day you know what good is there in knowing your future and then he said here's what's good and he started to explain it and i think they just basically take the elephant in the room of where we know pike's going to go where you think you know the story is going to end and put that right in front of your face and say but there's going to be this great adventure to get there and i think that's one of the things that sold me on the adventure to come of this show is that you know pike has this knowledge and and so he's going to be uh developing guys like kirk right he's going Mm -hmm. to be trying to get other people to to raise their level so that he knows that he has proper replacements when he leaves. Cause he knows his, his time is finite. So I think it just adds to the kind of layers of context and the decision making that Pike's going to make going forward. I think mm-hmm. this is a clever way to just deal with that head on.
0: Yeah. Really good point. It's like a uh, babe Ruth pointing to the stand and hitting that home run back in the day or a uh, Larry bird saying, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to take a shot over you. And it's going to go in except it's kind of in a negative yeah. way because he knows he's going to die. But, but you're right. Like this kind of gives him the mission of setting things up to be okay when he's gone. Cause he knows that he will be gone sometime. And on top of that, it, it builds, it, it creates a, a natural conflict within the lead character the same way that Commander Sisko in the first episode did. Uh, We start the show and he's got this major, powerful conflict in him. His his wife died, he's a single dad. Uh, They want him to be, you know, be in Starfleet. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to stay. He hates this. This is the same similar kind of thing where there's a built-in conflict, Mm -hmm. an inner conflict, not just outer, but he's going to be struggling with this forever. And there are going to be days that are going to be better and other, and some days that are going to be worse. And it's going to be really interesting to kind of see how that forms him as a captain or the added wisdom that he has or you know how it affects him and his decisions. Uh, another quick thing. Did you notice that, uh, many, many shout outs in their ships? First of all, they had the USS Stamets, Thank which you. was cool. They had a USS Archer, which was also freaking awesome. And they also had the USS King Jr. And when they added the junior, that's when we go, ah, I know who that is. So I thought that was a really cool shout out. Who was it? Somebody, I think it was maybe when uh, Leon was an ensign on the King Jr. I think that's what they're talking about. But anyway, that was really cool. I don't know if you caught that. I did, and I looked into it, but it was actually brought
1: to you by Burger King, and it was for the oh, Robert Oh, shit. Jr. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was Larry King.
1: With the Lucky
2: Land slots. you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: 18 plus
1: there were other issues there were other things that they talked about they mentioned they talked about the gorn for example Mm -hmm. in one of you know one storyline talking about
0: how brutal they were um with her family and that that's something they hadn't mentioned before that apparently they when there's one person left in the family then they release them uh so that's just a little bit more into the history uh and the culture of the gorn that we didn't know I love
1: the line where uh, Spock says, "You know, the Vulcans invented first contact," mm-hmm. and and you know, uh, Pike's like, "Yeah," and they just never stop reminding of us, reminding <laughs> us of that. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was great. Um, love the um, this doctor that they have the this black
0: doctor who seemed like he's
5: from the Islands or
0: Africa.
1: Okay. I yeah. I
0: think right now. He might me. He might be, I was going to say he might be my dark horse favorite, but I don't know if that's the right terminology, but he's he's yeah. like he, and secondarily, surprisingly, uh, Nurse Chapel. I'm like, am I going to be just like some medical nerd where my favorite characters are in, in you know, the yeah. doctors? But he, first of all, there was a character that was introduced in the original series in a few episodes, Mbenga, right? So it was already somebody that the old old Star Trek fans are looking forward to seeing very exciting when they announced, uh, that he and nurse chapel and cadet Uhura were going to be in the show. Cause we're like, Oh my God, they're reprising some of these roles. Some that we know well, others that we hardly know like chapel and Mbenga. And I thought that again, with the theme, this actor, I don't remember his name. It's Babs something is extremely charming like you immediately want to be his friend because you know he will be nice to you and he will be your friend and he'll laugh at your dumb joke he'll put his arm on your shoulder you know what i mean like right oh i love that yes there's something
1: very endearing about him he seems very familial and and like family so uh, yeah instantly kind of gravitated towards his energy um And was really pleased. The other person, I think they did a fantastic job casting was Spock. This guy who's playing Spock is doing a a phenomenal job. Well, it's the same guy in Discovery. Yeah, but it's this version of his performance is much better to me than what he did in Discovery. I wasn't blown away
0: in Discovery as much as I am now in this, this version of him. I noticed the same. And I hesitate to say that because I don't want to say that he had a bad performance in Discovery, but in this first episode of Strange New Worlds, watching him play Spock, it felt a little bit more familiar. Like I recognized Spock in that performance and that portrayal more so than I remember seeing it in Discovery. Maybe it's there and I just missed it, you know, because it was years ago. But when I watched it, I was like, oh, this reminds me more of Leonard Nimoy's portrayal yeah. than it did before. And I do remember reading somewhere that, that uh, Ethan Peck watched a bunch of Star Trek and a bunch of Spock to try to get the, the way Spock's talking, you know, down like he, he tried to emulate Nimoy's fashion of speech. And I feel like that's where it came from the, the intonation and the, and the, the way he kind of slowly pronounces things. I don't know. There was something there, whatever it was, Ethan. Good job. (laughs) Right. We
1: noticed I thought he killed it. Yeah. I thought he killed it. Even the voice. I was, I was catching myself listening to his voice and the the actual tone of his voice seemed to almost match the tone of Spock's voice. Yep. And so I, I was blown away by his performance. I thought he was, I thought he nailed it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, um, also,
0: real quick. Cause, cause, yeah, good, good performance, but you I think. agree. Uh, real quick. Uh, I wanted to say that Babs is a, a Kenyan actor, okay. but Mbenga is Nigerian. So, FYI, uh, Siroc and I know exactly where those two countries are. And we both know that they're a little far apart, but he is yeah. nailing it. I mean, you know, east to west. But they are, I, mean, he, I really like him. I like him a lot. I, what, I didn't expect I would like Chapel as much because I, I just kind of, you look at the pictures and that's all you have to go with. So, I was like, oh, she's probably just going to be like a backup character. But she's got some sass to her. And it was fun. Samuel Kirk, by the way, is James T. Kirk's brother, FYI. So he is the legendary Captain Kirk's brother, Lieutenant Lieutenant George Samuel Kirk. So he's like George Kirk Jr. And he is Captain James T. Kirk's brother, anyway.
1: Um, the also wanna say that the, the Lieutenant Laan. I thought she was actually really good too i thought she had moments where i thought you know i was looking and saying oh she's very good
0: at what she's doing um right i actually saw a quick a sneak preview about when pike gets older and somebody's wrestling her he's like get off my lawn anyway
1: (laughs) yeah that was great you set me up on that one but yeah i thought she was great i liked i liked her scenes i liked her performance under the makeup when she was transformed genetically i thought she also gave great performance in the in the makeup Mm -hmm. um as well as outside of it so i know that's difficult to kind of still project your personality and even spock did that as well when he was inside of the you know the other alien makeup to fit in with the the rest of the planetary people um I thought Spock's personality was able to shine through that, as well as uh, Lieutenant uh, Long. So mm-hmm. the casting looks good. the The sets look great. The story I thought was right. flowed very well. Um, there weren't moments where I found myself sitting around. I loved the exterior shots of the ships when they were doing the beautiful. You know when when Pike was first getting transported over to the the, the ship. I love those exterior shots. I love the way he kind of was, uh, you know, she said, oh, all cleaned up. And he's like, it, it takes more than that or something something yeah. to that degree. It was just, it, it had a great feel for it. And this is a fun Star Trek show. Uh, so far, it has gotten up on a great foot. And I think it's going to be a fun journey.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple more funny lines. Pike says, uh, somebody says, although whatever, I think it might have been Ortega. He says, not really in the mood for an though right now, funny line. Yeah. Then when they get transported to the planet, he's like, why is it always an alley? So this is all very meta stuff, you know, because they do get transported into alleys a lot in Star Trek. Yeah. Um, very cool. I, I do want to, I can't stop heaping praise on the introduction of characters because the, the, the thing that helps them is that half the characters were already created or introduced either in discovery or in the original series, but that's also what makes it very difficult. Now you have to fill in the edges and not make it just feel like you're filling in edges with filler characters. These need to be main characters as well. We don't want the Pike and Spock show. I I don't want that. We already got Kirk and Spock. We don't, you know, and and they're not gonna give us that. And they made that clear because they smartly introduced us to the chain of command in different situations in that episode, we were told who's in charge, where, okay. When, when, uh, Pike and Una were gone, La'on was in the captain's chair. So we know she's third when, uh, the three of them and, uh, La'on was gone too. Right. Then I believe they had Ortegas there for a minute as well. So we know that the chain of command goes Pike, then Una, then Laan, then presumably Spock and Ortega's, and it's a subtle thing. We don't really think about it, but they are sneaking in in a without without saying it. It's just situationally explaining to us who the characters are and what their positions are and what their roles are. And I think it was masterful. One of my f- other favorite moments in this episode was
1: pike saying number one and they both say sir yeah. and he's uh no
0: the the original number <laughs> and his delivery i rewinded back to re-watch that delivery he went uh no the original number one he like points you know because that's what we uh, no. uh you <laughs> you know good <laughs> yes. delivery good acting there
1: <laughs> i love the line um and one other thing i want to say that um, this show had checked off another box for me that's important for me, for the nostalgia of Star Trek and what it seems to be about for me. Um, and the box was the Captain's Log. Yeah. And we got the Captain's Log in this episode. You know, Captain's Log. Enterprise is my home. He starts to stay and he goes on to talk about why he won why he's choosing to go back onto the ship as opposed to staying on the ranch Mm -hmm. and that's another piece of nostalgia that i really enjoy about star trek i enjoy captain's logs it's it's a it's a little bit of a comfort for me it's a log line for me it's one of those kind of repeating things that kind of totally sets sets the tone for me of this is you know a space military adventure and we're privy to the thoughts of one person's perspective on it so i do like the captain's log and i'm glad that they actually brought that back too as well
0: and it's also uh, a way to give us that information you know uh to give us that exposition and it's okay right. it's not forced because it's a captain's log It's it's like the it's like the narration. So if they need exposition, the natural fit is in the captain's log and it works for us and we accept it and we don't go like, oh God, they're explaining stuff. We're like, "Ooh, cool. What what's today's episode? You know, what adventure awaits this week? You know? It's great. I love it too. And it can come in the beginning or end of the
1: show. So you can drop it whenever you want. But as long as you give me some captain's log, I feel like I get insight into the mind of the captain and what its inner thoughts are so another very um very accurate and interesting box to check off in in their uh portrayal of this show i think it's so far it's, it's 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 the one that's grabbed my attention as far as the live action shows that they've done this one has started off on the best foot in my opinion
0: yeah very familiar very easily digestible, not complicated, not, you know, not hard to follow, uh, not saying that the others were, but this was very simple and easy to digest and fun and smart. And again, that is very hard to do. It's very hard to have something be simple and easy to watch while also being interesting and entertaining and fun, those don't always work together. You know, it's it's a very hard juggling act. And that's why most shows don't achieve that anywhere uh, in first episodes. And I think they get an A-plus for this first episode. I was happy w- with 100% of the elements, the writing, the directing, the visuals, the acting, the casting. I wish we had more time to talk about all the characters, but I'm sure yeah, we and will. I like it, and I can- say n- enough about Anson Mount. He's just mm-hmm. like, he's
1: he's born to play a captain. He has the natural gift. There were so many moments in his the performance in this episode that I thought were outstanding. One, for example, when they're sitting in the cabin and she says, are you going to answer your phone? And he kind of doesn't say anything, but he he does a gesture. It's a very, it yeah. communicates enough information. Uh, no, actually, real quick too, yeah. the, f-
6: the
0: gesture thing remind me that the, the f- the thing that made me laugh the most was he didn't even say a word. And I don't remember someone said that maybe it was that maybe it was then but he just went like that with his hand to something, someone was saying something and he was just like, like that he just did that. And I was like, perfect. We get it. Yes. Yes. Uh, and I just
1: love his performance. Like even when he, when he, uh, when the Admiral came to uh, ask him to, you know, to get back in, in the, in the captain's chair, He jumped off the horse. You almost scared. You almost scared. You scared my horse. Yeah. The way he said it. Once again, it's, it's, it's just, there's a certain thing in his delivery where it's like, he's got that bravado. He's got the machismo. He's got the humility. He's got a very good blend of a lot of these things that you need Mm -hmm. in order to pull off leading, you know, for me, at
0: at least a high quality, high level captain. Right. Born to do it, it seems. Also, very quickly, Robert April looked very comfortable. Looked pretty awesome walking around in that snow, too, by the way. Looked like a movie star right there. Probably is one. And uh, Lieutenant Kyle was a throwback from the original series. That was awesome to see a Lieutenant Kyle being the transporter chief. Love it. Very happy with that. Uh, We have a very special free-for-all right now, everybody, right after this. Uh, So stick around for that. Before we do that, though, very quickly... Special thanks to Homer Frizzell, Dr. Anne-Marie Siegel, Eve England out in Wales, Yvette Blackman-Tom, Carmen, a.k.a. Skillet TJ, Jackson Bay out in Missouri, Timothy Baum, a.k.a. Grandpa One, Bill Victor Aruken, okay. Darlena Marie, Titus Mahler, John Mann, Dr. Nor Noor, Anna Post, Dr. Frank Sobozhensky, Rex A. Wood, Anil O. Palat, Tierney C. Diekman. Hey, that was AOC. I just realized that. Uh, (laughs) Patrick David (laughs) Lindsley, Joe Balserati, and of course, everybody knows Dr. Susan V. Gruner. Thank you all very much. Stick around for the free-for-all. It's a special time. We are going to have a ton of fun with this Strange New World series. See you on the other side on The Seventh Rule
5: that's chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the seventh rule with Ciroc Lofton. Hello, hello. You know what time it is. It's time for the free for all. And we are joined by, on a post, Michael Gu, GDS, Goldu Scott, Scott <laughs> Jensen, uh, Tierney C. Diekman, Melissa Longo, and Homer Frizzell. All right. So real quick, we we had some uh, some trivioids. We'll go ahead and throw them out right now that did or did not make the cutting room floor. And here they come. The Enterprise doesn't dock, doesn't space dock for another week. Captain Battelle thinks Captain Pike has better places to be other than Bear Creek, Montana. On Salon, the seas consist of liquid mercury. T'Pring asks Spock to marry her and there's a nice necklace in it for him. Boroth is notable for two things, a monastery and a rare... Wait, shoot, what does that say? A rare something that can cause temporal displacement. Uh, Doctor M- the
6: crystals. Yeah, is that what Time it was?
0: Crystals. Oh, that's... Okay, I remember now, yes. Oh, Dr. Mbenga oh, toured do- the Mojave with Pike, and Pike, in turn, toured Kenya with him. And screw general order one. All right. <laughs> so that's what they are. Um, we had a lot of fun talking about Strange New Worlds. So let's keep it rolling. Uh, who wants to go first on a post?
7: Oh, goodness. Sure. Um, I like how they use the episode to, you know tie in with discovery sort of, and then launch themselves because you you wrapped up all of the um, first contact issues with, with nobody ever thinks about the, um, what somebody else might have been influenced by with like this giant space battle outside. Nobody thought about worlds that weren't, weren't capable like witnessing that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then stuff from tos with spock and to pring and you know you know what happens with that later but this is sort of the beginning of that um very interesting to see what um laon's backstory will be outside of the whole Gorn. <laughs> that's gruesome man. that was a gruesome was childhood
6: yeah. oh. um,
7: but to see how that ties into Nguyen Singh will be interesting. But yeah, mm. I like it. I want to see see where it goes.
0: Did you have a favorite character so far?
7: Ooh, um, I think it's too early for me to decide. I mean, because you have the old favorites, but I don't. I don't know the new people. I mean, of mm. course, I'm. I want to say Uhura <laughs> because it's Ahura, but um, Ortiz is pretty snarky and I kind of like that. She's got some really good uh, snappy lines. So we'll, we'll see.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, we hardly talked about Uhura, uh, Siroc. We kept talking about the cast as a whole, but there's certainly more. They didn't give her a ton of time, but we know that she's a prodigy uh she had some what there was one moment maybe you guys remember what it was towards the end where she gave like an enthusiastic like awesome or something and said like oh cool
7: yeah cool cool. that's what it was
0: yeah that was fun that was very charming as well i like that a lot mike goo did you watch this episode today and if so how much did you love it
8: um i loved it a lot uh i i I don't know if I loved it as much as the other episode that dropped in another series today, but I think that's a different episode. Um, so, and, but I also loved, I think, so I, those things, I think those were words that um, well, I would have said, I, I love the, the tie-ins and then the groundings and then like the, a, a peek at the, the flavor of the show and then just a few of the characters, but they did um, focus on, on Anson. I love the kiss with, to print. I love that whole scene, uh, that whole thing. Um, that character i i'm i'm interested to see where they go with that um just like that other person on on deep on a, a lower decks that's new mm-hmm. Tana, oh, yeah. the like andorian or the, the vulcan. vulcan no the, the vulcan. new Vulcan. yeah vulcan. Mm-hmm. so i'm interested in that but yeah i i i i loved it but um I, overall opinion i think uh like anna said is uh, you know, yet to be determined. Let's give it a, a few episodes. Talin, that's I think the Vulcan's Lynn. name, right?
0: Talin.
5: Yeah.
0: Um, you mentioned flavor. I think that's kind of what Sirac and I were, were talking about a bit earlier. Like, like the tone, the, the tone of this new show is definitely different than the other newer shows. How would you describe it if you were talking to a, say a star, a casual Star Trek fan? If they say, "What, well, what's the tone like? Am I gonna like it? What would you tell them?
8: I would say that it's um, it's truth in advertising. I would say that it is that classic, um, mm. classic Trek TOS feel, but updated and and graduated. I mean, we have um, at my company, there's a compliance manager who is like a Trek fan, but he's only he's he's, an, he's a he's a TOS guy, and he he doesn't he hasn't watched anything new, you know. But but he told me today he's he's gonna check out Strange New Worlds. So wow. We're getting them, getting them in. Wow! So he hasn't even seen Next Generation. <laughs> no, <laughs>
0: no, it's gonna be a big a lot difference. catch up on. Yeah. Well, Goldu Scott, your thoughts? Did you enjoy? I think you liked this new show very much. I did like it a lot. I like that it was paying
3: tribute or fitting in, yet completely being its own thing. Uh, I like that it is answering questions or not explaining, but, but showing some stuff that I didn't think there was going to be light shined on, like to Um like Admiral April, who, by the way, he was amazing, Admiral every too. scene that he was in. Admiral April was there. absolutely amazing, and everything that he was in, I always, ever since I saw or, or heard about that character existing, And, you know, we never knew that that Pike was actually his number one at one point. We just knew he had the Enterprise before Pike. Mm -hmm. So I thought that it was cool. They're adding some more uh, some flavor to that. They're they're filling out. Uh, older characters. I, it was it was great. You know, we built up these characters in our minds for 57 years or however long it's been. And we get to see O'Hara meet Chapel for the first time and they literally are like bumping into each other like or Chapel. I was like, oh that's how it started. That, that's awesome. But Working the thing together that I too. was yeah. yeah one of the funniest things that I think I I I, I caught out of it was the the whole uh, Lieutenant Kirk to the bridge thing because mm. I was super happy about this because I have been complaining about Sam having never been in the Kelvin movies and it is gloss mm. over this he has a whole older brother thing and there was a deleted scene but if it's deleted it doesn't count but then the whole bait and switch of the entire time we thought that 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 James Kirk was going to run up there but it's his scientist brother who he'd only seen one time previously and we never seen him alive So, you know, last time we saw him, it was Shatner laying on the ground with a mustache glued to his lip dead. So, (laughs) (laughs) and they kept the mustache for continuity. There you go, guys. Anybody that's complaining Mm -hmm. about any other continuity.
0: Yeah. Sam Kirk still got his mustache. (laughs) Don't you think it's better to have Sam Kirk than James Kirk? Because we don't, we don't need somebody that's a main character in his own show to be kind of like detracting away. I don't know. I I thought it was a really smart move to have Sam Kirk instead of James Kirk. What do you think? It was cool. And we
3: got another science character, which uh, they kind of said he was a Federation scientist in the original series. So I guess Federation and Starfleet. I mean, Starfleet's in the Federation. So I guess that, mm-hmm. that's fair enough. But anytime we get to see another blue shirt, I'm pretty happy about that.
5: Mm.
3: Team blue shirt, apparently. Oh, but mm-hmm. I don't know. But Lalan was absolutely amazing. She was probably a standout for me there, too. That all this stuff with her family and this gruesome, like, like, I was saying, oh, it was this, this some nasty like feeding birthing pouches and stuff like that. All kinds of crazy, like super dark stuff. I didn't even touch on that. She might be related to Khan. That wasn't even touched
0: yet. Stay tuned. Yep. Nice boombox, by the way. Here's a (laughs) play tape for you real quick. The original punk on the bus. (laughs) 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 Got a punk tape in it,
3: too. my Ramones mix
0: in there. That's as as good as it gets. Very nice. Very nice. Tierney C. Diekman seemed very disappointed by your Ramones choice in music. Uh, But what did you you think of this first episode ever of Strange New Worlds?
4: I friggin loved it. Honestly, I totally loved it, Um, which I'm very happy for because I went into this completely blind. Um, Like I. What?
0: Like Hemmer, the enar that's going to be introduced
4: okay. um, I, um, I I am not as is maybe vaguely known I don't want to say not a fan of new trek just not well versed I've not watched a lot of it at least as far as discovery I just I just haven't I love lower decks Um Iffy on Picard for various reasons um but I do find it at least entertaining but uh, for this I have kept myself completely out of the loop and just neutral as far as expectations and I enjoyed the hell out of it um and it seems like a really good transition series for those that uh want to start getting into new Trek this kind of Makes me want to start watching Discovery more um, than even even with the learning more about the science behind Discovery from like Muhammad Norr's panels and Aaron McDonald makes me want to get into it more uh, and Anson Mount. Damn, he Pike is already a great character, and he brings Pike to life. Like it's it's really good. It it just, I, 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 I found myself really enjoying a lot of the, the TOS crossover yeah. part of my dog. Okay.
0: Um, okay. Does that dog have a horn coming out of its head? Speaking of TOS or is it just a regular dog?
4: Oh, uh, well, uh, <laughs> his, his name is fade is in fade Rautha after the Dune character. If you're, well-versed in the wow. books, one of my absolute favorite series, my other favorite sci-fi universe since childhood besides uh, Star Trek. So if you're familiar with that character, he is rather feisty. Um, but uh, I digress. Uh, I I did feel at first, not knowing anything about Discovery, that I might be missing uh, some... Uh, sort of references but as i learn more about the series i realize now it's kind of this will be like we had mentioned in a previous review with seventh rule kind of an alien of the week episodic which i'm really happy for so i feel like i'm not going to be missing uh too much and things that we kind of already are familiar with like with pike and the you know wheelchair i i don't no. I don't know personally. I haven't looked it up, but I haven't asked anybody if it was already shown in Discovery uh, his trip to Borath, where he becomes Captain Wheelchair beep boop. Uh, but yes. I I gotta say some of the some of the uh, the moments of him seeing himself with the melting face in reflections made me laugh out loud. Um, they were a little silly. You sadist. Uh, <laughs> You're like, ha-ha,
0: look at his pain. I'm ha, sorry. Ha, when you away. watch it,
4: Scott is going to know this. When you watch enough horror, it just yeah, becomes it hilarious. Like, you it's can't.
0: Desensitized. Well, oh, I
4: don't know. Maybe we just get to a point of being broken enough. <laughs> 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 Laugh, Scott. Scott's cracks don't matter. <laughs> honestly. Um, and, uh, and the characters. I love this, this cast that was less quippy than a lot of the other New Trek mm. stuff. I want more. I really want more. I loved Ahura. I loved Spock. I, I really like their choice for nurse chapel. Um, I'd be interested to see if there's some continuity going forward. If they use her maybe for a voice of computers later on, do we get, you know, L, L cars from her. Cute. Um, I would be interested to see where, where this goes. And I like that. I felt, uh, some next gen era crossover stuff. Um, between some episodes of Voyager, where we inadvertently kind of screwed up some uh, some other planets, Friendship One, um, and some other things, uh, first contact in uh, in TNG, the the Riker alien hands episode, uh, I, I felt
0: Malcorian from, when he's a Malcorian first
5: contact.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. there's that episode of Enterprise as well. Um, before Prime Directive went down, um, so it it felt like a nice transition for the first time. I felt a connection and I'm very happy with it. So, yeah, I'm 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 digging it. I'm really I'm really enjoying it. It's a good it's a good start. Good start.
0: Good you job, say man. Prime Directive. I hear General Order One. Uh, mm directive thing will never stick anyway. Yeah, <laughs>
4: I mean, they're gonna do what they want, and, and they all do what they want. We we have our prime directive, our general order one. Uh, I think at some order point 66. they 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 all they, they <laughs> it's more of a guideline. It's,
0: yeah. The suggestion. suggestion, yeah, that's right. That's yes, right. it's what's
4: yeah. it, it's it. Was yeah. it a stop sign? Now I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, it's, it's just a yield
0: just, uh, sign, whatever. Uh, Speaking <laughs> of, uh, Melissa, <laughs> you, say you say. were, stop signs you are were pretty low on this episode, right? You just were sick of it from the get go, right?
2: I couldn't get past the first five minutes.
0: Oh. No, I'm Not just true. kidding. No way.
5: Teresa, show it off. Show it off her She's acting. An actor. right yeah, there. <laughs> acting.
2: No, I, I really dug the poo out of this. So, <laughs> 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 uh, it, it was fun. I I um, I I am glad and I'm, I'm happy that I really liked it. I I liked the characters. Um, Laan stood out for me from the she's fantastic, in my opinion. Um, the it, yeah, the aesthetics of how clean the ship looks, and mm-hmm. it looks like you know, back during the TOS time. And, and um, I love how they dropped a the, uh, ship named, named Archer in okay. there. And um, uh, yeah, and I love that there's they're, they're establishing relationship from the get-go, from moment one. You you know that La'an knows Mbenga and they have history. Same with her and Una, they have history and um, and Spock is great. I love some of his lines, uh, especially the pain is excruciating right now. Um, <laughs> totally deadpan, and mm. it works. <laughs> love it. Love it. And I, I like that there's some light moments, but they go dark as well. So there's it's a nice flow of different emotions, and it's not heavy handed, and it but. You know, you get you get a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of things that personally I feel has been missing in some mm. of the new stuff. <laughs> There's some levity and some, you know, and I and I enjoy seeing new alien species. And and as Anna was talking about the fallout of big space battles and how they affect worlds that we mm. might not even think of and that's kind of smart writing and i like that they they're continuing from the arc from discovery into this and
6: Mm
7: -hmm.
2: and i don't think shows have to be one or the other you know you can have an arc throughout an entire life of a series but still have episodes to tell individual specific episodes to tell Mm -hmm. that story not specifically, you know, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. arc or episodic. Yeah. Something that was,
0: something that was serialized would probably not have Pike joining the enterprise until the very end of the first episode or even into the second episode. And then we go, Oh, finally he's joined. And we want, you know, but in something that's, you know, episodic like this, he joins, you know, in 10, 15 minutes in there and we're already on our first mission, our first ride, there's full closure. It's, it's such a hard thing to do because to, what that first episode is, is basically an example of what to expect we know what every episode is going to be like the tone, you know, that there's going to be something at the end. We understand the characters. So it's basically an example. They're just saying, this is what every episode is going to be like, you know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was great, but you mentioned La'an and gravitating towards her. And I say no surprise there because it is that she reminded you of Kira a little bit.
2: No, Mm -hmm. she doesn't remind me of Kira at all. Wow. (laughs) But, um, I mean, I, I guess the broken part and her the trauma that she's experienced, sure. Um, but I I feel like Laan is is a different type of being, and and I feel that I I didn't get Kira at all. I just I I felt for her story, and I think she did a great job of. You know when they're on the planet and disguised and you know let me take the lead here and she did great and she's like Mm -hmm. you know it, it was to me she was very strong in this first episode and that's why I gravitated to her and maybe she's like Kira because she is a strong female character and and I do gravitate to those
0: great character both uh Speaking of great character, nobody has better character than Homer Frizzell in Walter Koenig's former apartment building in New York somewhere. Uh, (laughs) How far away is your actual apartment from where his was? Do you know the specific room?
6: I do. You would. uh... Let's see. It's about uh, 40. I don't know how, how tall a story is, but uh, it's on the same side of the feet. building. Okay. So, yeah, it's like uh, 40 feet away. <laughs> yeah. Down. and some I'd up. have to get oriented um, west, I guess. Okay. Down west. And
0: uh, since we have a little bit of time left, what did you think about this episode, too, by the way?
6: <laughs> so... I don't think I liked it as much as everyone else did. And, what? um, oh yeah. shoot,
0: that is all the time we have, everybody. Boy, oh boy. I, am so sorry. No, I liked
6: it. I liked it well enough. I just thought, you know, if, if you don't want to receive a call on your communicator yeah, or you need to know who it is, get the app so you can get caller ID or stick it under a pillow. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Really, I'm going to put it, right it here shoot in the it. kitchen. Do not disturb. Um, yeah, and I thought, I thought they decided that they wanted Pike to be a little bit different than previous captains, and they went in the direction of a little bit sort of folksy, um, almost, it was almost flippant, I thought, and I thought he, Mm. he had basically, not all the jokes, but he had the Spock jokes, he had the all ears, that's an expression, uh, take me to your leader, those just,
0: that was funny as hell, and you know it. That
6: was really funny. That was, <laughs> lame. I was Establishing lame. Old, <laughs> old movies, though. And then so. the two, the yes. Mister X that we got, you know, the Mister X in the beginning when they're talking about first contact. Oh, it's actually those that were contacted. Okay, so that was number one with the voiceover, and then the whole Kirk stuff. I mean, no, come on. You gotta That's, have that some was a purpose, a though. Cheap, cheap trick. Damn. Good band,
0: good band. Mm. Uh, Scott yeah, knows for good sure. Band. Uh, Homer, <laughs> um, though, but yeah. you said he was a lo- uh, Pike was a lot like other captains. Who would you compare him to? Like an? No, I, I.
6: He's definitely not like the first Pike. Uh, I just think that they wanted to differentiate him, and so they made him a little bit folksy and um, down to earth, perhaps approachable, like a guy's guy kind of captain.
0: Well, Never I guess happened. that just means that out of all of us, he, Homer is going to have the greatest story arc when he ends up loving this show the most.
6: We're I'm already so. liking now, if it. If I were asked, <laughs> I would give it a seven.
0: So, a oh, seven. that's great. Mm. That's good. That's good. So it's yeah, it's, it's good. I would give this first. I also think
6: marks. that this particular Enterprise has a lot more space than almost any other spaceship I've ever seen. The final Frontier. do understand oh. how they. We're able to do that. It's like, whoa! Yeah, we got plenty of money. We're the Federation. Let's make a big ship with lots of space. Did you see Pike's quarters? It was like a bar. yeah, yeah it was
3: awesome. The nice.
6: dance floor, awesome.
3: Put
0: like four of Kirk's quarters
3: and one of Pike's.
0: I know totally. Yeah. Anybody noticed more. that Homer said the Federation have lots of money?
2: I... Yeah, no money. Oh.
3: <laughs> That's how they can do it.
2: But I also forgot to mention that I love that it felt like the spaceship was moving yes <laughs> I, I love the feeling of traveling in a spaceship because that's what they're doing <laughs> so um, that was fun for me I was like oh my gosh we're going on a trip yay was
1: yeah I was thinking where did the fireplace? chimney where's the outlet <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Bad
2: idea I'm that's a very good point
3: into the brig it goes right into the brig. that's all yeah <laughs> into the brig. you don't want to go to the brig on the enterprise yeah, yeah.
1: captain if you turn off your fireplace we'll get more power
0: yeah they, they got the the fire alarms beeping everywhere <laughs> yeah. Well, before uh, yeah. we go, Sirak, do you have any final thoughts on the inaugural episode of this fifteen-year mission of Strange New Worlds?
1: Uh, I just will add some couple of things that we didn't cover. One is the the music. There were elements of music mm. that they placed the original score in certain places. They yeah. placed the the music uh, was was really. Uh, I thought it was well-placed and kind of nostalgic. It just made for some really good moments. Um, I, I mentioned earlier how much I love the captain's log and that they brought the captain's log back. I think it's it's uh, one of the essential ingredients for a good Star Trek storytelling is having that captain's log. But mm-hmm. I wanted to mention a specific scene, which I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And that was when this Culture that they had established first contact with had agreed to join the Federation and kind of adapt the warp core principles so that they had, you know, their own starships, essentially. During that montage where they were learning and getting, you know, getting to know what it was all about and kind of working together as a planet and trying to figure out how to build this warp drive, there was a a moment in which, and, and Homer, you actually have the design on your T-shirt, where there was a paper cutout of a starship.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And they yeah. they showed a close up on that paper cutout. You know, some kid or somebody was designing. You know, what it would look like, and they went from that paper cutout to the to a cut shot of the same view of the ship actually traveling through space. And uh, I loved it. I thought it was. I thought it was a great shot. It, I thought it just it showed you the transition of how a planet or a culture or a civilization can alter course and achieve great things. And I thought that idea from paper to reality showed the kind of transition that we all kind of make when we're creating things. We you know we draw them out. We schematic mm. them. We and then it becomes part of uh reality so I, I love the visualization of that moment
0: and death by a thousand paper cutouts uh and homer says <laughs> chalkboard enterprise was better than any i ever drew oh why did i read that that's was... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, he's got I, something smart to say. Yeah. Let me read it. Uh,
6: not, not this time apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Who's this better? By the
0: way, <laughs> those he's drawn strong, yet. Thank you for mentioning the music. That theme song mm. is so freaking fantastic. I fell in love with it immediately. Absolutely mm. beautiful musicianship. A plus for the theme song. Fantastic. Mm-hmm musicianship
1: uh, we'll have to double check on that word to see if that's legit oh it's <laughs> a word it's it not
0: just it's now. not just the it's uss just S- a musicians <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> oh homer gives it a c plus oh, no. I,
4: I agree with homer sorry up until the there really?
7: oh,
4: yeah i was i hadn't listened to it i was pumped because everybody was raving about it and i was like when does it get good and then it ended
2: no, no, the
4: percussions Sorry. are so good in
2: it. Oh, man. Percussions
4: maybe, but that doesn't make and up then the entire strings melons. come in and then, yeah, ah. Really so big good. pair of
3: headphones, listen to it. Listen to <laughs> I'll get a big pair of headphones
4: and I'll listen yeah. to it and I will enjoy its resonance, but that does not get make a it a good... It doesn't make it good all around.
0: <laughs> Mike thought it was great. I saw him nodding hard.
4: You could agree with something being decent, and it still doesn't make it great.
0: Uh... Sorry.
1: Real quick, I like uh, yeah. Our buddy Don- I-, I was actually referring to moments in the episode there where they actually played yeah. some throughout moment. the
4: episode. It yeah, it back had back the, really great. Yeah. yeah, the, the theme song hasn't
1: grown on me yet. It's it's. It, it doesn't seem
4: like me. a song.
1: A It'll it, grow, on you, like Enterprises does. Well, it, it's a remix of the original, if, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Right. It sounds like a remix. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So because, a little but, I was
4: I hoping it would nostalgia. be the original, original with the lyrics. Oh.
0: Nope. Oh, Watch, by episode perfect. six, you guys are going to be like, oh my God, you guys, that song, trust You mean by
4: me. episode six where we've skipped it five times since the first beginning?
0: You uh. won't be skipping it for long. Uh, real quick, oh our buddy Don God. Crandall says, uh, the movie Pike is watching is 1951's effort. The Day the Earth Stood Still one of the first serious okay. sci-fi films that wasn't. I would feature, hope everybody feature, knows that on kid's movie. I didn't. I don't know anything about so that old man. crap. I don't watch old cookbook. stuff. Um, <laughs> oh, The Day the Year Stood Still was directed by Robert Wise, who later directed Star Trek, the motion picture. Uh, it's strange that directors. in a way, one of the Star Trek directors could now be considered canon. That's really interesting. He talks about. He should have been uh,
1: watching, uh, I, I Love Lucy would have been another great plug.
5: Yeah. Or oh, the seventh rule. Or
0: yeah. <laughs> the seventh rule. Nah, probably yeah. not that. Three's company. Uh, he oh, mentions no. Tapring and and Brandy. That was good stuff from The Enemy Within. Um, the Klingon Monastery Planet, Boreth isn't just in in discovery, but it made its debut in the next generation's rightful air where Kayla's returned. If everybody remembers that episode, we get more Mm -hmm. Gorn info. Uh, Also transporter chief Kyle. We talked about, that was a lot of fun who was in not just the original series, but also the animated series. Uh, But he had a mustache in (laughs) the animated series. Um,
1: Hey, if if the, gorn, if the gorn are so evil can you really have a party gorn oh yeah absolutely it's not all are evil. evil some like the party. Wow. Oh. there's some that party some yeah. sophisticated ones it's, yeah they're the soft the core
4: gorn- oh soft no soft oh, no thank you ryan that is the best <laughs> joke you have ever made
0: it's a low bar <laughs> you just
4: and you just lowered it, but in a good way. <laughs>
6: that is down in Walter's old. Is this apartment. thing still on? <laughs> <laughs> 40 God. feet down to the west. Oh,
0: I'm just, that's just gosh. what Don Crandall said. I'm just reading what he said.
2: Sure.
0: Thanks, Don. Sure. Anyway. Oh, wow. I'm going to give All Homer right. whiplash for how much he shakes. Sorry,
3: I
1: asked. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, <Wow>. I asked. <laughs> wow.
0: All right. Anyway, oh. uh, we do have to run. <laughs> we're a little over time right now, but you guys, thanks for joining us. Homer, stick with it. It's going to grow on you. Tierney, stick with the song. You're going to love it. Nope. And the rest of us, we're already there. We love it. Uh, <laughs> Anna's background is beautiful. We were talking about that earlier. Looks awesome. Great. <laughs> Thank you very much, Anna Mike, who is by the way wearing an Abyssinian kiosk shirt, which was yeah. made yeah. by Sarrock <laughs> Lofton's sister. You can get that at the link in the description box, abyssiniankiosk.com. Mike was also showing a new tattoo that he has. Awesome. It is that is yeah, not a marker, pad. you guys. That's legit. It's hot uh and thank you to melissa longo goldu scott mr scott jensen homer (laughs) freezy causing trouble wherever he goes and uh (laughs) for the greatest human in the world aaron eisenberg sroc Lofton, and myself thank you all for joining us and until next time oh god i'm so happy we have a new show always remember the seventh rule